Kyle Juventini, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel, where it's All Juve all the time. We are post Champions League first leg of the round of 16, Villarreal versus Juventus. Obviously, match ended in a 1 1 draw. Yours truly predicting it. I will add, it was not as greasy as I thought it was going to be. But again, you, you have many, many Juventini absolutely frustrated and really, really losing their heads over this result. Um, I said, going into this one, based on the form and the confidence levels of both these teams, taking a draw back home to Italy is not the end of the world. Okay, I do also feel the frustrations because I think that game was for the taking for Juve. Omar's with me. We're going to break this thing down. We're going to kick it off with uh, some highlights and some snippets from the game. And then, of course, we'll get into the aftermath. We all know about the aftermath and what went down. We know about a certain injury that took place to our, our American midfielder. We're going to get into all of this and what it means for Juve mo moving forward. Morning to Bob, as always. And then we've got uh, Bobby Davaros. Ciao, ciao. Jeremiah, ciao, ciao. We're getting ready to get into this. Jeremiah adds in Allegri's quote, it's better to win ugly than to lose pretty. My problem with this statement is that we are not even winning the matches at the moment. We'll get into it, Jeremiah. Don't you worry. Omar and I are ready to tackle all of this, okay? So, Without uh, further ado, uh, let's get into the match itself. Uh, Omar, when it comes to uh, the starting lineups, um, there really wasn't any surprises from Juve uh, based on what we were going to get. We knew about some injuries. I think uh, maybe, if anything, a little bit uh, surprising it. Uh, Max went 3-5-2 to kind of kick it off and whatnot. So that was a little bit interesting. And... Uh, something that we'll obviously talk about in terms of what we can do changes, but we are going to be very, very limited moving forward players. But um, the lineup, of course, Chesney, Decilio, Danilo, Delict, Sandro, Nid Quadrado, Locatelli, Rabio, McKinney with Vlaovic and Morata up top. So what ended up happening is, uh, yeah, Quadrado was seen as going to be like a fourth midfielder or whatnot, but uh, Sandro actually ended up, Decilio, Danilo, Delict at the start ended up just making up that back three. And uh, it worked pretty good. It was uh, helping us out. But uh, let's get your thoughts on that uh, starting lineup there, Omer. Well, the, the starting lineup wasn't a surprise. It pretty much knew who was going to be playing. Uh, it's, it still was kind of weird to me that we have you know, three right backs essentially playing and one of them on the left and one one left fullback playing as a central midfielder, sort of. But it kind of worked for periods, maybe for the entire first half. It seems like Sandro felt more comfortable in that role. But, you know, this type of formation requires some chemistry and maybe trying it out in a UCL match is not the right way to go but obviously it worked uh, the problems came later but we're short of options anyway so there's not much you can do it's probably the best thing we could have done yeah yeah we will get to the highlights here and then we'll talk about uh, our thoughts overall on this match uh, after uh, we get through these so we're going to kick it off obviously dream start for Juve uh, dream start for Vlaovic in his first 
Champions League appearance. Um, it really doesn't get better than this, okay? Um, you've got yourself uh, 36 seconds in, something like this, and a uh, uh, player in the midfield decides to uh, dummy the ball, and uh, Danilo right there, money on the spot. He wastes no time pumping it up to Vlaovic, who does well to settle it. He doesn't even have to look. He knows exactly where goal is. That's what killers do, and he pots this thing in. Dream start for Juve. This is massive. I am going to talk about certain issues I have with the squad and overall and what we're doing uh, after. I don't want to dive into it right now, but I'm going to talk about it after in my kind of critique of this team and where we're at. But you couldn't ask for a better start. This was absolutely beautiful. And uh, something that, you know, again, we should have should have recognized the impact of this and use it to our advantage. That'll be a question I have for you later, Omar. But nonetheless, dream, dream start. We uh, continue on. Uh, not very uh, far into this match, probably about 12 minutes in here, as you see up at the top of the screen. And uh, we have a slide challenge from Danilo made in. But uh, this player cut in from the wing, and he's literally running in. He slots it over to Los Celso, who doesn't get much on it, but enough to hit the post, outside of the post and out. So very, very close call for Juventus there at the 12th minute mark. Then you have another opportunity here uh, coming in, and you could see the collapse here. A uh, lot of guys back, and uh, this player attempts a back heel, um, luckily right at uh, uh, Chesney. Otherwise, uh, he did manage to find a little bit of space in the area there, despite the numbers that Juventus has there. Then we get a little further on. We're 37th minute. We were trying to hit on counters. Um, you have one here that uh, Morata running up the wing finds McKenney in there, but unfortunately his shot gets blocked. We kind of finish off uh, the half there. Now we get a substitution at the half. Benucci comes in for Alexandro. So a little bit of a change of shape as well. There will come with that uh, naturally. But uh, here you have 46 minute. Um, Great vision from McKenney, who's out here on the byline, and he sees Morata making that run. He waves his arm. He puts it right on the spot. Morata, unfortunately, yeah, just didn't get it right, and it goes wide there. But, uh, again, these are the margin for error when you're trying to play this way. Very, very slim. Very, very slim. So there you have another opportunity. This one is the one we would love to have back. So in this natural, normal frame, you see DeShili over here. There is a player just off screen that uh, he's occupying. This is the part that probably is frustrating because you have Benucci, Delict here. You also have Danilo that ends up being not very far away. Um, three of them on one player. Um, in this, when it plays out and you watch it from this angle, Delict takes a look over. Rabio has taken two steps over and then stops. Delict comes back in here. There is so much at fault in this play. It's wild. Uh, but Pareo ends up going in. There's uh, Danilo in there uh, right here. Pareo goes in untouched, and it's a goal. Here you see another angle of it. So Dechilio here. There's your three defenders on one player here, and there's Rabio in no man's land. This is a huge problem, and it's – not solely on Rabio, 
but it's on all of them. Number one, so Danilo's right here, but you could see this player just ahead of him. I don't have a problem with there. Benucci's right here. That's fine. He doesn't need to lick in here. So you need to just communicate that to like just step out of there. He does not need to come back here and stand right next to Benucci while there's a player there. So there is fault there as well. Rabio decides to take two steps out to Pareo, but then doesn't look at him and anymore and just loses him completely. If you're unsure, take the man. Always take the man. This right here. He needs to recognize because he's looking this way in the play, DeShilio. This guy is no longer a threat. You can't just stand there because this guy's here. This guy has automatically become an instant threat the second that Rabio looks him off. So there is so much at fault here. Um, really, I'm not going to pick any one guy. This is just a huge, huge mistake that ends up costing us a goal that could be uh, could punish us in the tie. Omar, your thoughts on this uh, sequence there? And people trying to blame Maine on one player. It's not like that. This is a fault of all of them. Yeah, well, like you said, if it's a fault of a few players because the league should have been there, the Shiryu could have been there, Rabio should have tracked back. If there's so many players at fault, and then in my opinion, it's Allegri's fault. If you try a new formation and the league suddenly shifting to the left back, he's obviously not aware of where he should stand. And if you let a team at home pass like, what is it, 10 meters away from the area, and they've been doing that for like 7 to 10 minutes, eventually someone will make a mistake, someone will make a good run into the area, and it will just, you know, begging to happen uh, uh when i was watching that i was saying we're going to concede here we're going to consider because we're letting them just you know play around pass around 10 meters from the area that's inviting trouble press your men don't let them look for that pass like this guy i uh, can't remember his name he was just standing there waiting for someone to to make Kapu, yeah Kapuwe. yeah he was just waiting there he looked to the right he had all the time in the world <laughs> to choose the right move and he did so. Is it that bad in the grand scheme of things? No, but you don't zo uh, use zonal marking in that way when it's a new formation and you're against a team that plays near your area. You should have yeah. pushed them this, back. I see, and everybody knows how hard I am on, on Max. I, I don't think I can put this on... I don't think I could put this on Max. There's, this is this is a player like they have to be sharper on this. They have to know. Look at Dishilio, like he's looking at this play the entire time. You have to pick up on that. He has to communicate it, or he has to just step in there and take the bull by the horns. He can't simply let this player out on the wing who doesn't become that threat anymore. Like he's literally watching that. And the defensive awareness from him on this play is abysmal. It's it's absolutely zero. He could have been the one that saves the day. Instead, he doesn't even move. He doesn't even move. Rabio, Rabio is shocking. And I this is one of my massive criticisms of Max is how this player continues to get ninety minutes in. Um, but this one, unfortunately. Uh, I gotta, I gotta disagree and just put it on the players. Um, I think they gotta pick this up. They have to pick this up. Um, for me, for me, you can't let a team 
just pass around your area with such ease. That that's a different story. That I agree with you on a hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. Um, on this particular goal we allowed though, this is shocking stuff. Uh, these three guys, this can't happen. Yeah. This can't happen. And that's not a like there's no way a manager is going to put this up, draw this up by design. Delict simply has no business there. Um, should have been in his area here. I'm not sure why Bonucci wouldn't call him off. And I'm not sure why DeShilio says absolutely nothing. Rabio, if you take two steps out to this player, you got to actually be on the player. It's not good enough just to walk towards him um, and let him go completely. This is frustrating. Huge. But, one one, nonetheless, we finish up with a late opportunity from Vlaovic, um, the keeper. You could see diving out there a little too close to him, but uh, Vlaovic uh, slim pickings again for him, uh, trying to do his best. I think we finished with seven total attempts in this match, um, and again, the frustrations kick in, and you have Juventini up in arms. And to be honest, I get it. I get it. Um, here we are, one one. Again, it's not the end of the world, the result, but how we play continues to be an issue. Um, the thing is, with this, um, honestly, you have a team that leaves so little for margin for error, and that's Juventus. We leave so little uh, room for margin of error if you're trying to play this counterattack game and surrender play. I said I would go back to our first goal. My summary overall in this match is I feel it was a missed opportunity to really put Villarreal to the sword in the first half. If you do not want to play with the ball, it's very, very hard. If you also want to keep such a deep line backwards, you can't put teams to the sword and you can't use a 30-second lead to your advantage because you're not playing in a manner that does that. You've just taken the crowd out of the game. You've just shell-shocked Villarreal. And what do you do? You allow them to play. You allow them to play. And I I continue to have a problem with that. The counterattack game is fine, but it can't be the sole way of playing. You have to learn to play with the ball in order to put teams under and learn when to smell blood and do that. If you want to, you can't smell blood and you can't put them under if you don't learn how to play with the ball. That's how I feel about this team right now. And it has to evolve. It has to be more regardless of the players we have. This is not a sustainable way of playing in my personal opinion. That's my summary. Omar. Yeah, I I agree. If you leave a little margin for error, then you're going to concede eventually. And it's not the first time we're seeing it. We've, we've been drawing for, I don't know, three matches now in a row. And all of these games look the same. Doesn't matter if it's Atalanta or Torino or Villarreal. These teams controlled the game. They were in our half most of the time. Our game plan was just sit back, let them pass, uh, maintain our defensive formation, but it obviously doesn't work. We don't have the personnel for a counter-attacking game. Thank God for Vlahovic, because any other player on that, on that team doesn't score that goal. It's really killer instinct, and we lose this match. Um, but 
what I'm seeing in the last three games is just horrific to watch. And it's not even personnel-wise, because it's not like Torino has a better squad than us. But they, they know Juve would sit back. You can just hold the ball, pass it around until someone makes an error and you capitalize on it. And it's not like Villarreal worth knocking on the door. They had great opportunities, which they missed, but that should have been a red light at the 20th minute. Okay, they look for the wide areas, they look to ring the ball on the ground into the area. They caught us napping a few times, and luckily it didn't go in until one time it went in. And here we are with a draw in hand. This is something I just don't understand. Why don't we play with all of our lines just higher, make them ha- make those passes near the halfway line, not near our area. And yeah. then, okay, if you train and you're ready for counterattacks, then it shouldn't be a problem. But the goal was in the air for uh, most of the match. And I have to say that uh, I, I agree with you completely. Um, I think when you look at this team and you look at this Juventus, it's like... Max can't have it all his way. He is going to, <clears throat> excuse me, he is going to have to sacrifice something. He has to sacrifice something in order for this team to grow and to evolve and to be something more. He can't have enough goals to do damage simply playing counterattack for his attack. It's not going to work that way. Um, set piece goals, all this, like, luxury type goals sure you you know some matches you can get away with that and it'll be good but long term he needs to do more with this team you can't you can't simply build an attack solely on solely counter-attacking and it, it just leaves way too little margin for error and we saw that in this one you know it's slim pickings for our forwards and any chance they get there's so much pressure on them to try and bury because you almost feel like, man, when's this next opportunity coming? The way we play. Very, very hard to play like that. So and- if he wants to have a back line and play safe defensively and solely rely on counterattacking, something has to give because that's not going to work. And at the end of the day, draws are probably as good as it's going to get. And we're starting to see that because you're just allowing far too much. So he has to give something in order to uh, get more out of this team. And a back line like that, he's going to have to start trusting these guys in the back, in my personal opinion, because being, you know, 11th in the league for most goals and whatnot is going to be a tough, tough way to make a living. And you've got Vlaovic, who's a killer or whatnot. But if you don't learn to play with the ball and you don't want to play with the ball, you're not going to be able to put these teams under and kill games. And it's... It just leaves way too much, uh, way too much uh, risk out there, especially in a two-legged tie. Because you know you and, could have really, really put them under. This, this is the tough. most, the most obvious thing this season is that we we just can't handle high press. We just can't. When teams press high against us, we don't have any idea how to get out of it. And what worries me most is what happens when we encounter. A team with better player than us. Because that game against Liverpool, Chelsea, Bayern, Man City, that's a slaughter. That's four goals at least. Yeah. Our luck is that these teams don't have the, the right... Like, give those chances to Lewandowski and we're out in the first leg, leaving no chance for the second one. Yeah. That's what... That's what I almost hope 
VRL knocks us out because I don't want to see Juve gets humiliated against one of those top clubs in Europe and I don't see anything you know I can count on to say maybe we'll get a result because right yeah. now it doesn't seem like it yeah and this is the thing is that uh, honestly I I expect more from from Max being the experienced manager he is I mean watching this team play and whatnot he it's simply he cannot be watching this and not realizing he's gonna have to sacrifice something he's gonna have to make a sacrifice somewhere because to have complete balance like this is not working it, it, it simply yeah. isn't and the draws I mean the one way I explain it this current feeling around Juve kind of is almost like we've become so we've become so creative with excuses in my personal opinion it's wild and we almost like to turn ourselves into victims sometimes in how we explain what's happening at Juve but Honestly, this roster, in my personal opinion, is not that far off the top teams in Syria, if it is at all with some of them. And uh, we we should be doing better. And it's okay to ask for better. Like, I mean, to just completely throw it at the roster, I don't think is acceptable in the examples Omar has used where lesser teams, we're simply allowing them to play that way. We have no pressure. We put no pressure on these teams. And uh, we just allow this and we want to hit on counters. It, it's like Max's, that was Max's uh, idea to get the most out of this. Okay. Um, like it was like, okay, we're going to counter attack. That way these teams will open up and then these guys can just take over because they'll have space and stuff in theory. Okay, great. In actuality and what we're seeing very little margin for error. So something has to change. Something has to give right um it, it's it's really really difficult um even to say dibala in kiesa in whatever everything changes dibala's having a good year he was having a really really good year kiesa however remained very un ineffective for max and max was not getting the most out of kiesa so it's kind of even hard to say that right omar yeah Look, Kiesa specifically is really a big game player. Maybe against VRL, it it would have worked, and he would. You know, I trust him with the ball on counter attacks than anyone else. But once again, counter attacks is not a, you know a style of play for a team. It's a game plan you use when you need it. But it's not a you know style that you come with it, and that's you. But they play uh, just. Uh, counter-attacking game. It doesn't work like that. You need to know when to use it and you need to know how to control the game. Look, we have, who is next? Salernitana or Empoli? Empoli. Um, Empoli. I'm guessing you're going to see the exact same thing. You're just going to see them passing the ball a lot in, and it's Empoli, but Max has become so I know, afraid. I don't, don't know if it's the right word, but afraid to try that he's just going to that okay, let's defend the uh, and the worst thing that could happen is us scoring a goal after 30 seconds because VRL had all the time in the world and we knew, all of us knew, all of us listening yeah. and that we're going to just let them come at us and we're not going to look for that second goal anytime soon. And mm. if it's something you know that's going to happen, then there's a problem. There's and obviously a problem. 
And that's a shame. That That's a shame in this one for me. That's the biggest takeaway is that uh, when you want to play solely one way, you can't. You can't play any one way, no matter what you choose, because the game changes, things changes. Uh, other managers make tweaks and whatnot, and you have to adapt. You have to be able to adapt. But when you get an early lead like that, for me, it's a waste to not want to pounce on that and not want to ramp up the pressure and put them under. It's uh, it's becoming way too one-dimensional from Juventus to be effective long-term. In my opinion, this is not sustainable, and I understand fans' frustrations. Now, yeah. Max, if anyone, should be the guy to fix it based on his experience and uh, the level of manager he is. So let's hope uh, we can get some things changed because – it's got to be better. Now, at the end of the day, I called a 1-1. I expected a uh, 1-1 draw. And uh, I expected it to be much, much greasier, though. Okay, And I said it was going to be very, very greasy, very, very ugly. It wasn't as greasy as I thought. 54% possession to Villarreal, 46 for Juventus. Um, nine shots on target for uh, – or nine total attempts for Villarreal, three on target. Obviously, they put one off the post as well. Um, and their goal was really our blunder. Um, seven total attempts for Juventus. Uh, two, two on target, one's a goal. Again, the margin for error is very, very slim. Um, so it's 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 tough. It's tough. Got to got to do a little more. I want to ask you yeah. about Max's substitutions. Max took a lot of heat for his substitutions in this one. How did you view them? Uh, one of them, of course, came from an injury, so we can't really judge that. Zakaria came in when McKenney got injured. Um, actually, Banucci comes in at half for Sandro. Okay, yeah. Locatelli comes in for Artur at the 71st minute. 87th Pellegrini for Decilio. 81st Zakaria for McKenney. McKenney, this is huge for Juventus. Uh, bad, bad news. Eight to 12 weeks, somewhere in there. Broken uh, second and third metatarsal, metatarsal in his foot. Very hard to explain. Probably easier just to show everybody. But, uh, yeah, there's your second and third metatarsal. Apparently, the recovery time changes drastically based on where the actual fracture is. So, you know, if being highly optimistic, he could get it in there late. But I, it's most likely the end of McKenney's season. And this one is going to hurt us uh, big time, big time. But uh, Omar, before we dive into McKenney's injury, what that means to Juventus and how we can uh, adapt, what did you think of Max's substitutions? Just absolutely awful. And, and it's not the first time, like the last month, his men management and playing time has been absolutely abysmal. Uh, we have like five fullbacks. The Shilio played every game. Rabio keeps getting the nod. God knows why, but eventually, eventually, this was bound to happen. Uh, you said one substitution due to injury. Uh, the Shilio laid on the ground and lifted his foot. Pellegrini uh, subbed him immediately. It was also an injury, apparently not serious one, but. You know he's an injury-prone player. He always has been. And when you bring in players at those minutes, like the 
first one, okay, halftime substitution in defense, okay, but when you bring the first player at the 70-something minute and the, the rest after the 80th minute, they're not going to get into the game. They're not going to add any value, and it's not their fault. A game of high intensity takes time to, you know, get into the rhythm. And it's been like three, four games now that he's made the same substitution at the same time, and we didn't win any of them. So it must not work. And the players who were subbed are not the worst performers on the pitch. So I, I don't know. Is I don't know what's going on through Max's head right now, but it seems to deliberately pick all the wrong options uh, every time lately. Uh, Substitution-wise, lineup-wise, just uh, play style-wise, every way you look at it, Max has made the wrong decisions so far. Yeah, it for me, it's uh, there's a couple things. You know, um, the substitutions have been off, and this is one thing I've heavily criticized Max for. Is this used to be one of this guy's strengths, is being able to know what buttons to press this season even max's greatest protectors have admitted it's off it is far off and strange of max to seem kind of uh disconnected with some of the substitutions for me in this match it was very very easy to determine rabio had no place rabio had no place um he also very, very fortunate on that challenge not to be sent off. Um, should have been sent off. That's should have been sent off 100%. That was a terrible, terrible challenge. He no, got absolutely lucky, and that was enough for me to give him the yank and realize he takes up his spot at the bottom of the totem pole because it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's just, again, it's hard to defend Max when you see – this player continuously go out there and trying to figure out what exactly does he bring because even a physical body and a defensive presence, he is barely that, you know? Yeah. So it just, yeah. it, it's it's hard to defend Max that this guy gets 90s. Carlo Bratti, a friend of the podcast here, brings up a good point too that, you know, about a four or five minute span in that game where DeShilio started to make mistake after mistake after mistake and Pellegrini just sits there, right? So finally he pulls a trigger. It's the 87th minute. His subs need to be better. Is that the reason we're giving up a lot? I don't know. I don't know point-wise in Syria or not. It definitely doesn't help, but uh, I think he can push the buttons a bit better. Um, when have we seen, let's put it this way, substitutions that are made change the influence of the game you still don't because of the style we play and the manner we play the only times you have seen things change drastically for the better is when we have in my words emptied the clip and abandoned what we needed chasing goals and then all of a sudden the pressures ramped up and we play without fear obviously obviously you can't play like that from the start of a match but it shows you that certain combinations of players we shouldn't be fearful to use. That's what it shows you. Um, but yes, obviously we can't play like that in a manner to go full on from the outset. But 
for me, Locatelli to come out, Artur to come in, Rabio needs to leave the pitch at that moment. Rabio needed to be the one to leave the pitch. Um, yeah. If you wanted to chase a little bit more pressure and put them under a bit more and control more, that has to happen if we want to try and control a game, in my personal opinion. I understand the concerns about Artur being in that role. The thing is, we can't afford to not do that, in my personal opinion, because of what it does for everything else. And we can't continue to surrender play to absolutely every opponent we face. This is the only way I see us doing that. Omar, what do you think? Look, like I said earlier, the, the man management is just horrific. Players, even for the players themselves, to play, you know, we're playing now three matches a week, basically. And then they have the international break again, which is super important for some of these players. And then they need to come back and keep playing those three games. And why does most of the team play more than 70 minutes every game? And the same players, when you have a great U23 that we want to see more, and that's a credit I want to give to Pirlo. Pirlo at least managed the team better than Allegri with all of his inexperience and whatever you say, at least the players were better. They were better physically. I see players at the 60th minute absolutely jaded with no energy, no power to join. If you play counter-attacks, you need players to join. No one can join. Vlahovic is out there, isolated completely. Um, some of the you know, the, the choices they make on the field, like Rabbi, uh, Morata and Cuadrado, prefer a foul than a pass. I've seen so many instances where they had a good chance for a pass and for a breakaway, and they just decided to shield the ball until someone will drop them to the ground, and the referees don't buy it. Most of the time, they just, you know, said, get up. That's your style of play. It's not going to work on me. Yeah. So yeah. Max should spot those things during the game and make changes. He had days where, you know, we bring on Licksteiner, bam, everything changes. And he used to be brilliant at it. But now he seems so afraid to lose. We haven't considered with this team for 60 minutes. They should all remain on the field. No, that's not how football works. Use the tools you have because you have so much of them. And you're using just the same thing. So just no surprise that teams know exactly what we're going to do and how to stop us. Yeah. And we were lucky on that first goal. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to. Now, you know, we've got a comment here. We are unlucky with injuries too. We're going to get to the injuries because this is true as well. In my personal opinion, though, there are a lot of teams that deal with injuries constantly. For me, it that's that's a bit of a mask on the fact that you still have not established a proper system that's sustainable. Um, but it's not something that we can ignore because yes, we are very very uh, unfortunate with the injuries, but it, it it really still is a mask over the fact that this team hasn't found uh, an identity or a setup that we can actually bank to and have confidence in. This is the thing when I look at this team is, you know, again, not being able to smell blood and change a game and really, really step on throats. You're not able to because you can't control the game. You can't control play or you choose not to, you know, um, something has to give, you know, 
Um, we're not going through these modes of adapting. This is another thing Allegri's teams were known for. They could bend but not break when they had to, and then they could turn it on and really put the boots to you when they wanted to. We haven't been able to find that. And so far in what I'm seeing, we're not really trying to. We're not, we're not really trying to. It's, it's almost like we're, we're going this route, which is this counterattack game, and we believe that that's the best for this team. And when you even hear players saying, you know, yeah, we just have to work hard because we don't play good football, it's disheartening for many fans, and I understand it. Um, Max, the pressure is ramping up, but he does have, you know, this injury woe to fall back on. We're going to get it to the injuries real quick. Everybody that's tuning in on audio, um, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and start joining the lives. We've had a great chat going on here in the live chat. These guys, are everybody's fantastic. We appreciate the support. For those of you that are in here in the live chat, take a second to like the video, please. And if you feel like uh, supporting, there's a couple ways to support the pod and channel, okay? And that is through the Super Chat. We appreciate donations should you feel inclined to do so or get yourself some awesome merch from our sponsor, Striped Hearts Apparel. Website at the top of the screen here, stripedheartsapparel.com, okay? The Vlaovic tees are about to leave. So if you haven't got one of those beauties yet, you're running out of time. Now, without further ado, before we get into the injuries, man of the match of this one, if you had to give it to somebody, Omar, who is your man of the match? Everybody live here, man of the match. I'm going to give it to Danilo. <clears throat> That's a good shout. It's a good shout. It was between yeah. Danilo and uh, Vlaovic. Um, I think uh, for me, Vlaovic, again, it was slim pickings for him. But, uh, you know, he did make a couple uh, opportunities for himself. And even with the great uh, Danilo ball there, he still had a lot of work to do, but uh, Danilo was a great shout, and Danilo, of course, assisted that one. So, yeah, yeah I, I would, I'd give uh, it to him. Uh, I'd give it to him just because you know you know how it is with strikers; they can be non-existent for ninety minutes, and then one goal, and they're candidates for men of the match. The opposite can be said for defenders; they can be perfect for ninety minutes, one mistake, and they're the worst player on the pitch. So yeah. Danilo, from his side, he was. Fine, he was not at fault for the goal. He provided an assist and was basically the most consistent player throughout the game. He maintained the same level he started with. Everyone kind of drifted off a bit here and there. The Ligt would have probably got it if he hadn't lost the, the space for the goal. But I would give it to Danilo. Vlahovic made the most out of the opportunity he had. Other than that, it, it wasn't <clears throat> terrible. It just is strikers are very dependent on the rest of the team. They can make everything yeah. alone. So we have some shouts for McKenny as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, McKenny played a solid match and this injury hurts. Now we're going to get into the injury front. Okay. We also have news that uh, Kyle George was also carried off the pitch in the U23 match with an apparent knee injury today. So it, when it rains, it pours Juventini. Okay. So we've had Chiesa out. We've got Dybala out for this one. You've got Chiellini, who's not back in the fold. Bernardeschi, God knows what's going on, that he hasn't been in games forever. Um, look, yeah, we have injury woes, okay? This McKinney one hurts a lot. Going into the weekend, there is four defenders, four mids, and four attackers. 
healthy for Empoli. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, we're going to have to step up with some of the U23s. We know that. Um, in the middle of the pitch, do you now go to two? Because for me, the, a lot of the talk has been now you got to go like four, two, three, one, or whatnot. But I, I still say this team needs a base of three central midfielders. I would anticipate the youngster from the U23s, like Meretti or whatever, will come up. Will he get the minutes? Probably not. But now we're really skinny to run three in the middle, unless, of course, you have to use some of these outside guys. Um, Quadrado, uh, Bernardeschi, when he comes back, might have to play out of the middle of the pitch. Locatelli and Arthur, do not bank on seeing them together throughout this stretch with this being our midfield. Uh, I, I just don't see uh, Allegri doing it. If he hasn't done it until now, let's put it this way, he ain't going to do it now. Um, so, yeah, I'd expect once Bernardeschi comes in that he'll probably be used in that manner. But for me, we still need to have three as a base in the middle of the park, in my personal opinion. Uh, Omar, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I like playing with uh, three central midfielders. Uh, the problem is Rabio is going to be one of them uh, because he's possibly the only one left available who has the energy somehow. Uh, Lucatelli looks off for a few games and they said he's been very tired. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, but what can we say for midfielders? What other options do we have? Like, I would have gone with a 4-2-3-1. But we have no wingers uh, to play that way. So a diamond, it's a new system. Maybe when Dybala comes back, but we don't have a number 10. I don't know. We should, Mike, Max would start finding new ideas and new ways to play even that late in the season because this isn't sustainable, what's going on right now. And, and this is, it, this, this plays into what I was getting at earlier is. Do you feel it would be easier to deal with this type of scenario if you had an established system that you knew and were com and the team was comfortable with and had grown into? Yes, but I don't see any system that the team is comfortable it, with. Exactly. That's that's the issue. So while you have half of the fan base protecting Max and saying all this and, you know, yeah, the injuries, whatnot. We can't excuse the injuries, but what helps you get through these injuries? Because all these other teams that have faced devastating uh, periods, Milan went through one <clears throat> almost unfazed. And Napoli went through a major one almost unfazed. And why? Because they knew who they were and it was next man up and the roles were determined and established. Without that... We are freewheeling from match to match to match. And I truly believe that this is why you see a Juventus that's one step forward, two steps back on any given match, really. Now, Basically living into chance. That's yeah, it, it, and I understand we're undefeated since November or whatnot. But again, there is a lot left to be desired. And those that say that we have progressed as a team I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't see that progress. 
I, I really, really don't because I see a team that freewheels from match to match to match. And I don't believe that those injuries are why it has to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. If anything, it's next man up if you have established that. But and it's much easier to integrate unexperienced players into a system that everybody knows. Like throwing in the U23 right now, they'll be just as lost as anyone. Just we don't have any other options. But everyone kind of seems lost. It's not their fault because they're inexperienced. No, if you play a 4-3-1 and everyone's comfortable, then put on a new uh, right winger. Fine, he'll adapt. You know his role and everyone knows what to do around him to cover for him. But when it's just all over the pitch and everyone is everywhere, then you can't integrate anyone because they're just... And then we're going to say that they're horrible and we're just, you know, overhyping players. But the truth is we don't have a system to put them in uh, yes. to make it work. Yes. So I, I hard for me to see it happening. We'll just leave it to chance like we did. Yeah, and, season. you know, if we got into this discussion yesterday about deserving because I said a lot of our results, too, are undeserved, even in draws. And that's not a way to play sustainable and you know we got into this deserve deserve doesn't matter because the results deserve doesn't matter well it technically does matter because it's telling you that in all these matches even against lesser teams you're second place it's telling you yeah. you are literally playing second place in all these matchups and so yeah. the deserve thing does kind of matter because sooner or later whether it be good fortune that keeps you those results, that fortune can run dry, and then what? Then what? Yeah. And it depends how and everybody and looks at it, but we have major work to do, and now now it gets tight. Now we got to utilize some of these other players. I think it's less risky for Juve to start integrating a guy like Sule and a guy like Ake because they have clear roles that would be less risky up at the top as wingers three-man midfield we have to in my personal opinion you have to have a base of three midfielders omar agrees it's going to be very very tricky for juventus to work through this and now this is where i actually do feel for max because this becomes very very difficult and now top four top four should be absolute priority um it, it always should have been but now it's like you really got to get wins uh, in Syria. Like draws are will 100% not cut it. The pressure has ramped up and now he's losing guys. So he's got to yeah. – this is, this is a hot seat now for Max. Does anything change? We said no. And regardless of our criticisms of Max, none of us here have said it's time to go away with it because I think that just – creates even bigger issues we cannot create a carousel at the coaching position no there, this is not even up for discussion in my opinion he's still the manager and yeah it's a bad season when where everything goes you know against us um but the changing a manager isn't fixing anything and another manager is again a bet because i don't see anyone you know available that is top level maybe Zidane but it doesn't seem like he wants it anyway it's in destined for PSG so but it won't solve anything <clears throat> create yeah. it will create more problems probably so 
we I've got I see a question in here from Dells that we are going to uh, address and get into, and uh, then we're going to open it up to our uh, Storm the Barn session, where it allows all of you to just fire in your questions, and we will answer them uh, rapid fire. We've got a lot of work to do. It's going to start against Empoli again. This particular result in Villarreal, I was actually expecting the one-one draw, and uh, let's try and see who comes back gets healthy hopefully Chiellini uh Bernardeschi Dybala for that return hopefully the capacity of the crowd is back to 100 percent let's try and take it to them in Italy this question can you honestly see Max fixing the issues we're currently facing even if you gave him the four years so how I would answer this question Dells is I feel like if we get the combination of players correct, that yes, it will be corrected. Does that make it right or wrong? I don't know, but I think, I think uh, maybe we're. It's a bold statement. I hate to say it, you know, but maybe just maybe, Max uh, benefited from some strong sides, and maybe we discredited some of those players on those previous rosters a little too much. Uh, what do you think, Omar? It's a tough question. because It is a tough question. It's a very tough question. It's a bit like, don't come at me in four years and say, oh, you said this and that. Uh, can he? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I think he can. You know, he had good stints before Juve. He was brilliant at Cagliari. He led Milan to the championship before coming to Juve, he knows how to... Uh, it's hard for me to say what has changed for him, and I don't know if it's, you know, just a momentary thing or is this the new Max and the way he sees the game and the way he's going to play, no matter who the players are. Um, so maybe it's due to injuries, maybe it's due to stubbornness or cowardness or millions of reasons, but... I can't, you know, say for 100% that he's going to turn it around and be a different type of coach with different players. But he might. He might. We'll have to see who comes in in the summer um, and what does the manage management plans to do. And honestly, we don't know what they think. They might be fed up with it because they're paying him a really high salary. And, you know, if you couldn't get a stop four, Pirlo took less than all of the players in the team except for Pinsolio and he managed more than you. So what does that say? Uh, I think he's going to turn it around eventually, maybe not this season. Uh, hard for me to see them uh, you know, sacking him, but it could get worse. And those draws, the way he talks after games is just annoying because a draw is statistically two-thirds worse than a win. And what do you prefer, a six draws or three wins and three losses? Yeah, losses hurt, but wins are far, far better and get you, you know, the, the first contest season, we had millions of draws. And if we would have won some of them, we would have won the championship back in March. Uh, eventually, wins count for a lot more. And yeah. you can't just tell me you were happy with every draw because the team performed this and that. Because that tells me you're looking only at the score and not at the way the, team's, the team has played. There you go. 
There you go. And this is one of the things. So Thomas uh, coming in here saying everyone's negativity needs to stop. When we win, everyone expects Champions League and the Scudetto. When we lose, we're destined for Serie B. Calm down, let the team work itself out and gain experience. Now, I don't agree with this because of the fact that nobody's asking us to win the Champions League. Um, we're realistic in terms of what we see as the targets and whatnot. Again, it comes really down to what Omar just laid out, and that's watching this team play. I simply refuse to believe this is all this group of players is capable of. And it's okay to ask for better and a more cohesive team. And simply blaming the roster, blaming this and that, it all seems too much like we're making victims out of ourselves for me. We're better. We're capable of more. And the thing is, we've seen examples of it. We've seen examples of it. And that's the frustrating part is that uh, when you see certain combinations, certain things that can help you and maybe help the group evolve, get that experience, get that confidence up. Because that's the thing. Ultimately, it comes down to the confidence. I don't care losing. That's fine. Losses happen. I've dealt with a lot of losses from Juventus in my lifetime. Let me tell you, heartbreaking ones. It happens. It's fine. Being proud of the product you put out there, being able to say that was our absolute best foot forward is bare minimum. That's all many of us fans are asking for. And uh, it's tough knowing that your team wants to go into matches and is starting to accept being second place on the pitch and just letting the results speak for the play. That's a tough pill to swallow for Benny, and I understand it. Now, the flip side, where I do agree with uh, um, Thomas, is that we can't be way over the top, and that's why none of us have said Allegri out. You can't be so over the top, Okay. You have to be realistic in some sense. Um, we cannot create a coaching carousel and whatnot. This team has work to do. But, you know, you just can't keep trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's the thing. That's the main thing. We have to, we have to adapt. We have to change. Our fear as the weeks went on is that we weren't experimenting enough. And when we did see those signs... We didn't give it a chance and go towards it. We went right back and reverted to where we were. When I see this Juventus team, can I say they're confident? I don't feel a level of confidence in their play. The one positive out of this match is that at the beginning, I saw the drive. I saw the commitment. I saw the motivation. But it fizzles. It fizzles in our game plan. Do you agree with that, Omar? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just lack of, of leadership, basically, in the team. Even the game yesterday, we can say we have leaders, but do they seem like leaders right now on the pitch? Because Bonucci seems, you know, just phases out of matches mentally. And Chiellini is a big part. Buffon is a big piece missing. Even Dybala is a big piece missing in terms of leadership. Because if Chiellini is in that game, we don't concede that goal. Just because he would keep everyone in place and everyone in order, and that space would not be available. And I won't give shit to the league because he's a kid, 
who's still learning and still adjusting and defenders reach their peak not at the age of 22 it will be the complete package probably at 27 28 so i don't i won't drop it on his shoulders but the lack of leadership and drive and someone to keep everyone focused at all times currently doesn't exist that's what i see yeah and to be honest <clears throat> again it's all to play for in uh, champions league still we've got the return league We'll see what happens. We have Empoli this weekend in Syria. It's getting tough now with these injuries. Now I truly believe this is where Max is going to earn his keep. He's got he's got a lot of work to do. Um, interesting thing I want to bring up to you is that at earlier on in the season, I said something that was countered by many fans saying, "No, we shouldn't do that." What I was saying was, we should have come up with alternatives based on when Dybala is in the lineup and when he's out of the lineup. The 3-5-2 might be the best way to utilize a system while Paulo Dybala is on the pitch. Um, without him, I don't think it's necessarily the best to go without uh, to go with uh, Paulo Dybala, but with him in, the 3-5-2 might be the best and i was countered saying no you need to find one and kind of go with it and i don't know if i necessarily agree with that too because you have to give respect to the opponents and what they do and how they play and whatnot but omar what are your thoughts on that and uh should we have tried to have more alternatives earlier in the season to maybe be a little more comfortable at this point of course uh, look man, it's not like the the injury issue came knocking now later in the season it we had injury issues all season long um so of course he needed to figure out ways of what to do if certain players get injured we know who's injury prone on that team and Chiesa is a big blow and McKenna is a big blow and we're like one injury away serious injury away from completely crumbling so yes he should have tried the 3-5-2 when when it didn't matter so much now if you try a new thing against empoli and you lose uh, imagine the the hate storm towards allegri now what are you doing why are you trying this new thing at this stage of the season where every game matters so obviously you should have tried it if, by january you should have a set system if you don't then something went wrong and that's the that's the thing right there that's the right that's the thing right there that really um just sums up my frustration where I'm at is that we are late February and we don't know what team we are. You know, that's that's the part that's the toughest pill to swallow. As far as the 352 goes, we still lack the depth, in my personal opinion, to like really go after that and play that way the whole way through. As a changeup though occasionally and with the ball in the lineup i like it without him i don't think that's the go-to um and i see us thin in certain roles uh to play that way um that's just me we are going to open things up for storm the barn so any questions that you guys have now's the time to start fire them in there and whatnot i do want to throw one more thing out in this uh you know this injury uh woes that we're in right now and whatnot I wouldn't probably be afraid 
to now try like a Zakaria, like a defensive lockdown mid physical in that role and scrap the Regista thing. That is risky as well because I don't know. You can look at it both ways. We don't have anything really strong that we've established as of yet. Um, so give it a shot. But the points are all so critical right now that taking that risk might be a little too much. What do you think in terms of that, Omar, while everybody gets their uh, Storm the Barn questions in here? Excuse me, repeat the question. This is now the time to potentially try a defensive midfielder and scrap the Regista role and maybe see if this helps us uh, in terms of controlling and playing a little bit better and maybe get a couple other options rather than putting the physical runners on two midfield spots and put yeah. one in there and open things up. Yeah, we, look, we've been banking on that Regista role for Arthur for Lucatelli all season long. Obviously, it hasn't worked out quite well so i know it's you know counter countering what i said earlier but although it is not the time to try new things the system is currently broke and that's the type of players we have right now we don't have creative midfielders we had midfield destroyers use them use them don't you know don't ask uh, a chicken to bark that's yeah. it. That that's the main thing. If you have Zakaria and you have Lucatelli and they're good at it, fine. Let them do what they're best at. Um, yeah. the, this register is just—I don't know. It's weird. The uh, the fixation on it. Yeah. Let's get to uh, Lucci here. Uh, do we finally see Arthur and Loka together, or will Max continue to not allow it? I don't see it happening now, even with the injuries and whatnot. I still, I I, I think if we haven't seen it. Till now, we won't see it. Yeah, Allegri has these ideas sometimes. If you know something he thinks won't work, then the stubbornness all comes out and he just won't try it. I hope he will, but as far yeah. as we know so him, I don't see him trying. We're not expecting it. Now, Dells, at what point do you move on from Allegri? Out of Europe completely and missing on top four or losing the dressing room? Um, there's been zero indication of losing the dressing room. Um, I will stay consistent in terms of if any manager, whoever they are, ever loses the dressing room, I think it's you have to change. Because um, if you don't have the dressing room, you don't have anything, in my personal opinion. Um, that I don't see as ever really being the case with Max. Uh, if we miss out on top four this season... I still, still don't think it's time. Um, honestly, uh, I think you, and I just want to stay consistent with what I said with Pirlo. Um, the only reason I didn't stick to it with Sari was because he did lose the dressing room. And uh, that became evident upon his exit. But uh, we all had inklings of Sari losing the dressing room. Max not losing the dressing room, but missing out on top four, I would probably still give him a summer Mercado. If he starts a season, starts a season with a team stronger than what we have now, the next season's results would be the one that determine my uh, breaking point with Max. Um, that's just me. Omar? 
Yeah, um, I, I said in the beginning of the season that I don't see the management sacking him unless he gets relegated. Uh, I still maintain that opinion. I don't think they'll, they'll move away from him, even if we finish out the top four. Uh, I would, If he loses the dressing room, obviously, but there's, there was absolutely zero indications of it, so I'm not counting that at the moment. But, you know, uh, there's still a long way to go, and things change a lot in the end of the season because of losses and eliminations and stuff like that. Maybe he will lose the dressing room. Although Allegri has been known to be a good, you know, just a good guy behind the scenes and players love him for wherever he played, players love him. Yeah. So I won't go to that point. Okay. There we go. And it's, these are tough questions. These are very, very tough questions. Animesh comes in with what has happened to Locatelli? Is it just a loss of form or does he need different midfield partners to bring out his best? I don't think there's anything wrong with Locatelli, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. He's literally playing the role that he's being asked to play with such a deep defensive line. I don't really know what else we are looking for from Locatelli. Um, I mean, we are literally playing long ball up to Vlaovic. There's not a whole bunch more Locatelli can do. What, what's he going to do? Who's he going to spray the ball out to? We're not really attacking space. We're not really, we're not really doing much. That would require much more than what he's doing, in my personal opinion. Uh, Omar, what it's do you funny. think? It's funny because last season we had a different problem, the, the exact opposite. We had a lot of players who run into space and no one to pass the ball. Yes. Now it's, now it's sort of flipped. All of our players want the ball to feed. Morata, Vlahovic, Dybala, uh, McKenny, And we brought in this midfielder who's a long passer who passes great into open space, but there's no players now that are making this type of moves around the pitch. So uh, has he declined? No. He Look, it's his first season playing this many games at a top level against top oppositions. All season long, it might affect. He seems a bit tired, even the is like a constant substitution right now that happens every game. Uh, I don't know. Just we, I don't think it's his fault. I, I just think the the players around him, you know, Quadrado and Rabio. I've I've tweeted that they they make it seem like. They're not the ones losing the ball, but they put their teammates in very difficult situations to get out of. And Lucatelli is the main guy who suffers from it because he's he always has to bail them out and be around them. And he's the one suffering from it. I don't know if it's just, you know, his performance has declined. I think the team as a whole declined a bit. And since he's the, the engine in the middle who's supposed to connect defense, attack, and midfield together... He, it looks like he's the one who's making it happen, but I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good way to put it. Uh, just different problems this season, but I don't see any issues with Locatelli. There's, it's our game plan. Like that He's simply doing what he can do. We've got a question here. Which Primavera player will have the most minutes until the end of the season? Also, what does Rabio bring that the other four don't bring that makes him an automatic choice? Well, we talked about Rabio earlier, 
And Rabiot is the one that makes it very hard to defend Max because we just don't see it. I don't see what makes him a lock in this lineup. Uh, that's my question. That's my answer to that one. Which Primavera player? I would probably say uh, Ake, personally. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, Devinter, but we're not hurting in that particular role unless he wants to get crazy with Danilo and move him forward a bit. But yeah, for me, I think Ake. Uh, Omar, what do you think? Yeah, Ake seems, you know, from what we've seen so far, Ake seems the one to, who will be getting most minutes come the end of the season. The winter, kind of hard to see it because we have three right backs in the roster. Uh, he had his chance not long ago where a lot of them were injured, but now it has passed. Maybe Sule will get a late run or Miretti because of the McKenny injury now, but no, Aka seems to be the one Allegri likes the most. Yeah, yeah. So we are both thinking Aka now. Carlo Prati comes in. What happens if Juve doesn't get a result this weekend versus Empoli? How will management react with Allegri? I don't think we'll see any reaction, to be honest. Um, I think they're riding this thing out. Like, this season? Yeah. Yeah, this season I think they'll just they'll ride it out. Will Max react and change things up and whatnot? Well, we've been asking ourselves that for a while now. Will Max react? Will Max change things up? Is he fine with these results? Based on what he's saying to the media after matches, I don't think he really sees a whole lot of problem. He's getting points. He's getting draws. We're not losing since November. I think Max is fine with it, to be honest. Um, and management, like nobody else has given any indications of them having any problems with this. So I, I don't really know. Uh, Omar, anything you want to touch on on this? Look, there, there's nothing, uh, you know, that should indicate this management is going to fire a coach mid-season because they have never done it. The last time I remember you were firing a coach in January was the Chiro Ferrara uh, uh, to Zaccaroni, I believe. But maybe I'm wrong and they switched uh, Del Neri with Zaccaroni, which is funny because Del Neri to Zaccaroni is the same management we have today, minus Morota. But uh, if it's Ferrara to Zaccaroni, then it's not the same management. So they have never changed the coach mid-season. They're not going to do it with the highest paid coach in Italy. Yeah. How is Max going to compensate for the absence of Weston McKenney? Who will he use in his role or will he change his tactics to account for this loss? I think Max is probably going to use one of Quadrado or Bernardeschi, to be honest. Um, I think he's got enough coverage at fullbacks between Danilo De Chilio and Pellegrini and whatnot, and even Sandro, who he has no fear using, that he would probably look to do that, to be honest, to get a little bit of offense out of the midfield. I, I mean, we all say probably slot Locatelli up there, and it'll help the group. I don't see Max doing it if he hasn't done it till now. So I think he's probably going to use a Quadrado or Bernardeschi type player as his third midfielder. What do you think, Omar? I think Zakaria and Arthur will be the guys who will benefit most out of it. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Miretti. Maybe, but Max doesn't like the U23 as much as we would like. So I think Zakaria will play most in that McKenny role in some way. 
Yeah. Yeah, so we have some fears here that Rabio will just get more and more minutes out of McKenny being out. Well, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one. So Allegri has been out of the game for a couple of years. Does that have something to do with his tactics and play style? Do you think he needs to update his tactics to the modern game? So this is the question we all had when Max was brought back is, are we bringing in a guy who's evolved based on just uh, watching the game for two years? What was going to be different about Max? So far, we haven't really seen much different. Um, I mean, if I'm giving my honest critique, I see a manager that's still kind of set in his ways, that's still pretty stubborn. Um, but the biggest thing for me with Max is he now has five substitutions. And if you were known to turn games into your team's favor, you would think that would be a bigger advantage than coming from the system that had three substitutions and whatnot. But so far, he has not been able to make that impact. So it's very, very strange. In terms of does he need to update his tactics to the modern game, I think, like we said earlier on in the pod, any set of tactics can be effective. The thing is, is that it can't just be one. We cannot just enter, like... Your team needs to know how to step on throats and kill teams off. They need to know when they need to bend and not break and, and clamp down. And then, like, games go through these ebbs and flows. They're not just always, this is how every game plays out and this is how it goes. I see a team that's way too one-dimensional and just this. So, his, in my personal opinion, he needs to update, like, his team in – their play and their we still don't have an identity and we're not capable of going through the gears in games we're way too just steady this is what you get nothing changes that's just my opinion omar yeah uh i, I basically agree with everything you said right now i see two two systems one of defending and one of attacking we have only one way we defend and only one way we attack and that is what needs to change. It's not a certain tactic. It's just opening the team to a few forms of attacking and defending. High press, low press, man mark, zonal marking. And in terms of attack, not only counter-attacking. They should know how to hold possession. They should know how to attack from the wings or from the center, depending on the opponents you play against. But if you have one set system, then... No, we, we could have seen it against Torino. They just figured out the system. Okay, Bremer is on Vlahovic. That's it. No no attacking from Juve. So, yeah. yeah, it needs to update his... Not update, just teach the team other ways of playing besides, uh, you know, two lines of defending and counter-attacking. Yeah. Last one. What do you guys think of a 4-2-3-1 with these players? Chesney, Danilo, Delict, Bonucci... Zakaria, Locatelli, Dybala, Sule, Morata, and Vlaovic. <clears throat> I'm missing someone here. I don't see a left back. Uh, yeah, uh, we have the. Uh, De... Oh, I thought you put Tashili. Uh, yeah, we're missing a fullback. Yeah, it's we okay. Have Take one, your pick, two, Pellegrini. Three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, we're missing a player. Okay, so one of the left backs. Yeah. What do I think of it? 
I don't know. And it looks good on paper, but uh, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen Zula play enough to know if he's good for that. And Morata is new to the whole left winger position. I would probably change a few personnel here, but it looks good on paper. How would it work out is an entirely different. Yeah, thing. it looks good on paper. Um, defensively, you got to start trusting guys. Um, so with the two-man pivot, probably puts a little bit more on the defensive side in the fact that Dybala, Sule, and Morata, what they give you defensively, not going to be high. Um, even the 4-2-3, I, I still remain. I like a base of three. I think just this team needs that three, three base. I think it's how they get the combination right in the middle that changes everything for the group. I've always said games are won and lost in the middle of the pitch. Uh, what we have been doing in the middle of the pitch has been a little bit lopsided. If you look at yesterday's match, um, they did a great job on the right side. Like the Quadrado, the McKenney and whatnot. Like it was work. It was really, really good. You had a left side that was left unbalanced. And this is why I always remain, you know, maybe, maybe you scrap that Regista role and you put a defensive midfielder in there and you are able to balance out both sides of your game in terms of being able to attack and help. So I'm not necessarily scared of Zakaria playing as a defensive midfielder ahead of our center backs and getting a Locatelli on one side, um, getting like, well, would have been McKenney on another. Um, now we'll have to change things up and whatnot. But if you're going to play with a couple of uh, runners or defensive mids, it's it's a little bit tough. McKenney was the bright spot on the right, but the left, it wasn't balanced out. So we we got to figure we got to figure something out because the combination is always a little bit lopsided in the middle, and unfortunately we see it play out in the middle of the pitch. So it's we've got work to do. That's basically what it comes down to. So unfortunately, yes, all the comments are still coming in. People just finding out about Kyle George. Unfortunate news. He left the U23 match on a stretcher. It looks bad. Looks at knee injury. Uh, MCL is what uh, some early reports are coming. Obviously, we got to wait for uh, further confirmations. But look, we're finished with Villarreal. 1-1 draw. It's not the end of the world to take back to Italy. We still need to get certain guys back, certain guys that have been key. Bernardeschi's versatility should not go unnoticed because uh, he was a big part of the stretch. We were getting actual results, okay, not draws. He was a big part of that. He will help. Chiellini, Chiellini will help. we got to get Chiellini back into the fold. Uh, he adds a lot. He still adds a lot. This team, that highlights a need in the future. Okay, we have to start preparing uh, for these guys. Delict, don't be too hard on Delict, okay? We got to remember he's still a kid, but he's a generational talent, and he's great. Going back to Italy, Villarreal, 1-1. I think uh, this, the irony is this is the one time when uh, maybe that away goal rule we want uh, in our favor. That's probably the biggest irony to take out of this one, but all is not lost, Juventino, okay? All to play for in Italy. Let's uh, let's wait. We've got three weeks until the return leg. Okay, that is a lot of time. That is a lot of time to hopefully 
maybe Max surprises us, get some changes in there, and that we can adapt and roll, and maybe we come back even stronger, okay? In terms of this game, <clears throat> you had fans on both sides. You had fans saying, hey, look, we had a lot of opportunities. The guys just weren't executing. I don't necessarily see that. I see one-off chances on counters that you've got to be inch perfect. That's a hard way to make a living. That's how I see it. We're capable of much more. I believe in this team. I believe in this roster. I will not uh, say this roster is not good enough. I seen a team last year with a midfield, the exact same, let minus Locatelli, that was able to control 60% possession. This year, I see a team that doesn't want to control possession. There's a big difference. So, again, we have work to do. We can be a better team. Will we make the adjustments? Will something come about? Who knows? One thing we should take into consideration with these injuries, Max might be forced to come out of his comfort zone. And maybe, just maybe, that is the key that leads to a little bit of an evolution. And he might have to lean on the young guys despite how we kind of see Max. So this is a big, big time for Juve. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. So I will remain optimistic and positive that maybe this all happened for a reason in order for Max to evolve because something I've said for a long time this season is I don't see this team growing and truly progressing until Max himself does. And maybe, maybe right now is the time that Max surprises all his doubters and his naysayers and comes out of the shell. What do you think to that on a closing statement, Omar? You know, it's a utopia. I... I really hope he would. So far, I have no indications of him trying to do that. I hope he will. I hope if it's not, you know, done by will, then by force. And right now you have to figure out something different because what we have now isn't working. It just, it just doesn't work. And I'm not a Max hater in any way. I have much gratitude for him for everything he's done. It just, the stubbornness needs to change. The game has changed. The best teams in the in the world, even right now in the Champions League, the best team right now is Ajax. Ajax, no, not considering, and they play fantastic football. But will Max change? I know. Hey, I think believe me, I know what I'm saying. Dells is coming in here letting me know, saying delusion, laughing. I know, I know. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, we all get a pleasant surprise out of this. I don't know. I don't know. But honestly, um, you know, what can we do? What can we do but keep that hope? I will keep that hope alive that this team grows. I truly, truly believe in my heart of hearts, these players, this team is capable of so much more than we are seeing. I truly, truly do believe that. And I hope that we get to see it and continue to build and see true progress because that is my biggest thing. I do not see the progress that some Juventini are talking about, but I hope that this kind of spurs this change and spurs this Max kind of evolution because I do believe Max needs to change for this team to grow. Hopefully now he's forced to do that uh, and we see some true, true growth and true, true progress. We need it. 
and it starts this weekend against Empoli. You know where to be for the match day live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We ran longer than we anticipated, but we have so much fun with you guys that uh, we love doing it. Like the video. Okay, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you all for your continued support. Don't forget to show some love to the sponsors, stripedheartsapparel.com. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you on the weekend. Obviously, I'll be back with some news videos in between uh, now and then, keeping you up to date, especially now on the injury front. There's a lot to tackle, and uh, we'll get to all of that in the coming days. Thanks again. Until uh, next time, Pino Alavina, Forza Juventus. Ciao.